Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting as we often do about anything and everything property. Now, Simon, we said that at some stage we would do some little intros of ourselves. I believe I'm correct in saying that. I think we, we probably should. We're, we're now um, a few months into uh, putting this podcast out into the world, and I don't think we've really told anybody about ourselves. <laughs> no. So now is the time. So Indeed. So I think we we're going to start with um, uh, why? 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 Why anything? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did we choose property? Why did we get started? Um, and... Uh, uh, seeing as I've uh, managed to uh, get that question in, I think you get to be the first one to answer it, Stuart. Yeah, I, do you know, I can't believe you've just done that. I can't believe <laughs> you've just turned the tables onto me. But I will for the for the podcast. So why? It's it's obviously a good question. I, I do remember the moment where I decided I was going to start investing in property, funnily enough. And it was... Like many people, I was I was an accidental landlord, which means uh, we held on to a property, which I always say is is the only time my wife's ever agreed that I was right was when I said that we were going to hold on to her, her previous uh, studio flat. But back in 2014, I no, it must have been yeah around then anyway. We remortgaged my house to go to. Uh, Australia so basically it's part of my sort of 40th celebrations I want to go and visit friends and family out in Australia and to do that I got the house revalued realized there's there was some equity there remortgaged obviously paid for the flights and everything else and then we looked at um yeah selling the property and realized that you know fortunately at that time there had been an increase in the market and realized that that would wipe out the the additional borrowing that I'd taken out of the property. And that was kind of like the moment where I thought, actually, there is, there's a lot to like about property. I've since learned there's a lot to dislike about property. I'm obviously joking. <laughs> I'm being flippant there. But I realised that property works on a number of different levels. So I think in terms of the why, if I was taking one step back, I had looked at a number of different businesses prior to property. And the reason I did that, Without getting into too much of my story, which is which is out there on other podcasts and executive juice and lots of other things, was I had gone into corporate life, sought the the big salary, the six figure salary, had had got where I wanted to get or was pretty much there, was then looking at the next sort of senior position and the next senior position was being offered to me and said, Right, okay, you know, you're now looking at SVP, so you know, senior vice president and this. And I kind of looked at the role and I looked at the person, you know, people in those roles and the hours they put in. Not not that I was shy of work. I was putting the hours in myself. But I thought, I'm not sure there's longevity in this for me, given that, you know, I had a young, very young family at that time. I had three children under 14 months. And even then I was leaving the house before they woke and getting back when they were in bed. And I thought, this can't continue because... You know, I'm 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 supposed to be working to live, not living to work. You know, it's one of those. So, I started looking around and I looked at various different things, franchises, other businesses, and I looked at a retail franchise and realised 
actually, if I did that, I'd be working all week and weekends. So that wasn't going to be an option. So I'd, I'd looked at various different things. But then, of course, we had the property. And when I looked at the remortgaging, realised, hold on, we, we can we can start a business here. And obviously, there's a lot of information out there about property. So that's kind of hopefully given some explanation in some sort of sense about my why. So I think what I'm hearing in that is that a couple of things collided. You you were looking to gain more control over your time. Um, and in order to do that, you, you needed to meet certain financial goals um, without working every waking hour. Yeah. And, and from that, you were searching around for a solution and property presented itself as a, as a potential. I think that's a good summary from my, my spraying of information out of there. But that, that was essentially it. So long story short was, I wasn't unhappy in the work that I was doing. It was just, you know, when you're working Monday to Friday and including travel, you know, we're talking about being out of the house 10 to 12 hours a day, Monday to yeah. Friday, every month, you know, every week. That was quite a lot. You know, since then, things have changed. I'm still a consultant. So, you know, that's what drove me to changing my life and handing in my notice. And I'm a burn the ships kind of guy. I wish I wasn't, but, you know, I am. So I hand in my notice and then think later. Fortunately for me, that worked out because I'd built some good relationships in my work and I still consult with my previous employer, which is has been a boon, really, because... As you know, property can be up and down and there's a lot of cost in it. But, you know, it was primarily driven, as for a lot of us is, once I had children, I had other things to think about other than myself. And those other things were little people. And, I, and even now, I want to spend more time with them because that's that's why we do what we do, isn't it? To support them. And I always think if you're, you know, we always talk about building and growing businesses. Well, why, why do we do that? Well, it's so we can have the freedom and all the money to, to work with those people. So I guess that's my why. So it's it, it was really a means to an end. And you, you said you considered other means to that end as well. Um, but you couldn't find anything that, that you thought would fit your, your desired time and money constraints. Is that right? That's, that's true. And I, I look back on it now and I think I was, I was a bit naive or a lot naive in thinking that, you know, I would just start investing in property and within six months I could be sat on the beach with a pina colada and, you know, not even to... Maybe just Brighton Beach. <laughs> yeah, maybe get that far. Because, you know, in property circles we hear a lot about passive income and, you know, my belief is that it's not so passive. Yep. But, but what I liked about the whole property thing is that you win in many ways. The first is and without getting into this because um, we need to get to your why but uh, all I'm going to say is the reason I liked property was because a you can get leverage to buy it so you can't go out there and invest into so for example if I was going to get into a franchise and the franchise said they want £50,000 for me to invest in it or more they wanted that whole £50,000 whereas property you know we've talked recently about loan to value so we know that actually from, if I'm buying a property for a hundred thousand, I only need, you know, maximum twenty five percent to buy that property. Yep. It then provides income, you know, the rental income, which hopefully, if we're doing our jobs well, you know, we we get more out of than that. And then, you know, if if we're fortunate, 
and we've bought well, we get capital appreciation as well. So the, the, pro- the value of the property increases. So all of those things combined and the belief that if I did something well, led me to believe that property would be a good vehicle to provide another income. That's yeah. kind of where I ended up. And I think even looking outside the uh, the very optimistic uh, property training market, uh, property still is quite predictable as a as a business to to plan in. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're considering taking a franchise, I I, w- I would consider that uh, a far more uncertain future. Yeah. Um, but um, but there's yeah. just one the, the word you've just said then, and, and obviously the reason we've named this podcast. The, the name that we've named it is that you just said <laughs> that you can't remember anymore <laughs> <laughs> no because i'm coming to the word business you just said you know when you consider the business it said dot 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 yeah well i don't think i thought about it like that you know when i first went into this as gung-ho as i did i wasn't thinking about a business i was thinking about a property developing that property and then the next one and then the, you know versus you know, what we now talk about and what I'm really focused on is about, okay, what's the business? What's the actual business? It's yeah, very so different. That, that's interesting you bring that up because, yeah, when I started in property, it also wasn't a business for me. I certainly mm. didn't think of it at that at that time as a business. So over to you, Mr. Piffer. Why? So my, my why is probably a little bit simpler, um, although I have to be caref- careful not to um, merge too much into the, the, the next topic. Um, I I really like property. Um, I um, you, you've heard this before, Stuart. Um, not not least on uh, on a recent Executive Juice um, episode <laughs> uh, that uh, that you recorded with me. Um, but I, I I remember as a child, I remember um, going around and viewing properties with my my parents. Um, we we moved quite a lot. Um, I think I lived in. Over ten different properties, and before I was before I left home, um, so that's, that's a lot of property viewing, and in uh, different countries as well. And a lot of the properties we looked at were were new properties, and a lot of them weren't. But a lot of them were, and I always really loved uh, the the fact that you got floor plans with new properties. <laughs> and of course, these days you get floor plans with all properties, but yeah. but back then you only got them on the new ones. Um, so I'd always really like going going and looking around the new properties, so we we get the floor plans. Parents were so fussed about the floor plans, so I, I got to keep all these floor plans. Brilliant. <laughs> and yet, yet so the brochures from these new properties. Um, and I, I would um, I would spend time at home sort of drawing my own floor plan, my own ideal floor plan. I, I always like courtyards for some reason <laughs> and split levels. Um, I think I might still like courtyards, so I'm less keen on split levels these days. But anyway, um, so, so yeah, that, I, I just... Love property. I love going around looking at properties. I love the floor plans. Um, if I wasn't if I wasn't in IT, I'd I'd, uh, I'd definitely be exploring architecture and and that side of things. And and mm. even now, when I go on holiday or visit places, I always always like looking around at the the buildings um, and the properties that are there. Um, not not just residential, but um, but other things as well. I mean, I, I like. I like big buildings. I like the the castles, the cathedrals, and things. I'm not, I'm not a religious person, but the, the buildings are amazing. Um, so it's, yeah, it's my my why for property is because I, I just fascinated by by the buildings and the the actual property. E- even I mean, your, your standard two up, two down 
um, residential terrace house is, is not as exciting, I'll grant you, but, um, mm. um, but it's, it's still interesting and, and they're mostly different um, and they have different characteristics or different problems that need fixing and things. So yeah, it's just interest is my why. Um, and I'm going to stop there before I go into the, into the next bit. Well, I, there's always part of me that enjoys listening to your story because I always feel incredibly bad that I've dragged my children to quite a few different houses in the last few years. But when you when I hear your story, I'm like, okay, well, it's not all bad. You know, Simon Simon enjoyed it and took part of it. So, so hopefully there's that for my children too. Do you give them the floor plans? No. No, you see, they're all online now. <laughs> so you, you don't get them to, to, to give to your kids to, to go around. Do, do you drag your kids around the houses that you're thinking about moving to? Uh, we have done because mostly, we, you know, we've moved four times in the space of a few years, uh, possibly more. But um, yeah, generally they'll come around for reviewing and, and, and then move. But what's, I think what's interesting is that you know clearly there's a, a an interest from you from a, a young age in what I would call the product itself, as in that, that the house. Whereas for me, I guess I've seen I see property more as the vehicle to get somewhere else. But know that the the product is important because ultimately that's what we're dealing with. You know, people living in property. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think to to, to re-emphasise that sort of um, uh, uh, dichotomy. Is that the right word? Um, I, I've mentioned before on uh, on the podcast about a, a property that um, was a, a Tudor property in Rygate. There's behind a restaurant and awkward awkward position listed and difficult to do anything with it was on the market for ages i was talking to someone else about it who's in the, in the property business and i was saying well it's a great property but i don't, don't know what you do with it and they, they were saying um, well the, the best thing probably would be to for, uh, for someone to accidentally drop a match wouldn't it? Uh, and my, my reaction was well from a business point of view maybe but but you can't burn it down it's a tudor house <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, I have no idea what you could ever do with that property. Um, I could never justify buying it because there's no business case I can see in it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just a fascinating property. Mm. <laughs> um, just just for the sake of being what it is. Yeah. So so next part of the question then is, we, we've got a bit of our, our whys. When did you consider yourself a property investor? Interesting that you, you chose the word investor rather than landlord mm. so i think for me those two things happened at a different time for when i became a landlord was soon after i purchased my first house and uh, and i it was a, a three-bed terrace house and needed a light refurb so new, new kitchen new bathroom um and after i had done those things i moved myself into the into the box room which was i mean it, it fitted a double bed but that was the whole room, <laughs> so I, I had enough space to, uh, to to walk into it and sort of stand next to the bed and, and get changed. But other than that, you're on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, the door on the room opens outwards; um, otherwise, it wouldn't have even held a double bed if the room if the door had opened inwards. <laughs> so, um, uh, and and the other two two bedrooms, which are double bedrooms, um, I let out to lodgers. Um, and I think that that was obviously when I started being being a landlord started my career as a, a landlord mm. and and it was obviously from a financial point of view as well it was great because it it started um paying for itself as as a property from the the income from those lodgers and they they largely covered the the mortgage um and and, and that was 
fantastic from a sort of business point of view. Um, but I didn't really start looking at it um, as an investor in property until two years later when I bought my first deliberate buy-to-let property. Um, my, uh, my, my grandfather um, had been in property business um, in as much as he had properties that he uh, rented out to students in Brighton. So I, I was aware of this, this idea of, of property being a business and, and being an investment for quite a while. Um, and, uh, and it, my, my parents also, um, uh, landlords uh, have rental properties they rent out. They, they never went into the, uh, the student letting market. They, they stuck to, to single lets. But, um, uh, I've seen that, the, the model before. So I, I knew, mm. knew about that sort of in, in advance. And I, I knew that this was a, an investment opportunity. Um, so yeah, uh, started as a landlord in 2002, I think. Um, I didn't prepare well enough for this to actually look up the dates, but I think that's roughly. Um, and then I think it was about two years later that I... Um, so how about you, Stuart? When, when did you become a... a... Well, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you've called out the difference because I, I suppose, you know, reflecting on it now, uh, I was a landlord... Well, my wife and I were landlords once we rented out her property. That was a landlord. But when I act, and that was in 2007, but when I actively started purchasing with the intent of deriving an income from property, I was quite clear in my mind, at least, you know, that was around 2015, that I wanted to be an investor, not a landlord. And I think because I saw landlord having lots of other connotations to it, which... The funny thing is, I've got one studio flat, which I I also I directly manage, which I spend more time on compared to around sort of forty student stroke young professional rooms. Primary reason is that you know, those rooms are managed by fully managed letting agents, and meant I could then focus on what we've been talking about, which is the business. You know, I'm focused on it as well. So I would say, you know, I became. An investor around sort of 2015, but a landlord from 2007. So I always sort of say I've been in property around sort of 13 years, but more of an active investor. And for me, the investor part is just doing all the things you and I talk about, which is how well we buy, how we refinance, and, and everything else. And yeah, so about five years for me I guess, as an investor. So the, the sort of next part to this this puzzle is uh, is how how. Did we each get started? So, mm. is that, what, what, what was the, the process for? It's a good question. The process started for me. So, I invest in the Southwest. The process started for me with, and it's a bit of advice uh, you gave actually on on the Executive Juice podcast. I don't, not, don't want to keep plugging it, but you know, when when I asked for your advice to, to the audience, you said best advice is yeah, network, but also do something, you know, take action. Mm. And that's what I did as well, which was bought a flat, which was relatively inexpensive, or a one-bed flat, which was, I can tell you, was £73,000. And once I bought that flat and had gone through the process of doing everything, then thought about the business that we've talked about already and thought, well, actually, you know, one-bed flats aren't going to solve my cash flow problem. So what do I need to do? Well, I, I need to do multi-let if, if I want to create the cash flow I, I, I would like. And then the next purchase was a five-bed house as, a, as an HMO. 
and which led to the next HMO, which you know led to the next HMO. But the reason I think you know that what you've talked about is so key because for me, you know, I had uh, builders from the first couple that then you know didn't work out, developed new relationships, got brokers, solicitors, which have since changed. You know, but by taking those actions, I've developed the relationships, which is why I think. You know that that is such good advice because it's easy, you know, to talk about these things as we do, but actually building relationships takes time, experience takes time. So I guess for me that that's how it happened. Really, one bed flat, then a five bed, and then I think it was another couple of five beds, and and so on until I bought, you know, built sort of forty rooms and got investment. So that first um, flat was. Presumably you were looking at following a different model at that point to what you've ended up with. Yeah, I think I was very much of the buy-to-let mindset. At that stage, it was, okay, let's buy a flat. And I think, again, because of the actual doing, you know, the numbers were actually managed to refinance that on a much higher basis. But, you know, that, that probably rents similar today what it did five years ago, which is around the £500 a month mark. So, yeah, that, that generates... You know, let's say a couple of hundred pounds positive cash flow, and then I suddenly realised, well, okay, if I if I wanted to replace my income with a with one bed flats, I'm going to need whatever a lot, <laughs> yeah, you know, more than more than more than twenty mm. at least. And I thought, well, I hope that's a lot of time and effort to get twenty of those. How do we how do we circumvent that? Well, actually, it's what we now know to be the you know HMO model. Mm. That's kind of what took me there. How about yourself? So we've, I've already sort of accidentally covered it a little bit, um, but I uh, I started obviously with the my my own home, mm. um, and I because I'd I purchased uh, a slightly rundown house and did it up when uh, when I came to be looking at moving into investment a couple of years later, there was enough equity in there that um, I could actually remortgage that. Or in actual fact, I I didn't change product, um, but uh, I extended the the existing product, and um, and that combined with the savings from IT career over that time gave me the deposit for the the next property. Mm. Um, I always knew that I was looking for passive ish <laughs> um, uh, income from from the properties because um, I was continuing with my my IT career. Uh, and the second property I purchased uh, in a different area, uh, but close to um, where my parents had buy-to-let properties, um, so that they were able to, to manage it for me. So um, I've always cheated a little bit on on that one in terms of the the management sort of supervision of that that property. But uh, but yeah, that, that that was the the, the process I went through. Um, I was really sort of following my my parents' guidance on choosing that property as well. Mm. Um, but again, it uh, it needed um, some some refurbs, a new new kitchen. I I think probably a new bathroom on that one as well. Although I forget. Um, and over the years since, it's had new windows and some other bits and pieces as well. Uh, the, the, the the process for for those first two was so long ago now that um, I actually struggle to remember the the details of it. Um, I was starting to sort through. Um, old photos, which is a, a long overdue task I have um, recently, and and I came across some some photos of, of the the refurb of that second property, and um, 
And yeah, I was looking at something. I don't remember this. <laughs> um, Wiped it from the memory bank. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that, that was a bit strange. But um, yeah, I think as best I can remember, that that was the uh, uh, the process for those first two. And um, that first one that was my home actually became um, a, a full buy-to-let property some years later when I I moved out of it. And that's, um, is that the one on? Was that consent to let? Yes, yeah, that's yeah. on the on the consent to let on yeah. on the residential mortgage. Because I always feel like, and I could be wrong, but I always feel like you've got quite a good long term vision, which I always get jealous of because I don't think I've got that. <laughs> I, I don't know where you get that idea from. <laughs> I, I'm just making it up as I go along. <laughs> well, it's good to know. It's good to know. It makes me feel better. Um, I, I should add that when I did the the, the one bed flat that we talked about. Just thinking about the, you know, we've talked about the rationale and the reasoning, and I guess it was just another one of the strings to the sort of bow that led me to believe that property would be the, a good route forward. Was because the the flat that I was looking at was originally on the market for ninety five thousand, and I had followed it closely. In fact, I had gone to buy a property for whatever reason it fell through. I think it had a difficult freehold stroke leasehold on it. Another conversation. But it was on for 95, and then I think it went down to 90, and then it went down to 85. And it was one of these where when you're tracking, you're like, hold on, you know. And now I look back on it and think, well, it's quite clear, you know, the, the owner just needed to sell. Mm. And interestingly, they had they'd just refurbished it. So I think someone had taken it and just needed, for whatever reason, which I, I never found out, just needed to, to leave. So I ended up buying a property for 73,000 and got that revalued at. I think ninety thousand within within a six month period, mm. which was almost a cash out. I you know I can't remember the yeah. exact number, but and again that was something else which said, well, okay, if I can do that on a property that's worth seventy to ninety thousand, what happens if we do that on something that's worth two hundred thousand? And I think that was you know another thing that said, right, okay, let's like focus on this as a as a bigger um, strategy. Yeah, so that's that's something that I've never tried to do in in my property purchases is to um go in with the idea of, of taking cash out mm. um so i've i've always got in expecting to for that property to be a store of of cash um but then for the time to to erode that hopefully as the uh no not erode grow that um as uh, as property prices increase yeah Whereas, uh, um, again, the opposite end of that spectrum, I don't think I, I always enter going, well, okay, how much can I get out of this property? I hope in a couple of years' time that I'll be somewhere in the middle where I can just buy you know, and, and not have to think about releasing within six months or less. Yeah. Um, having, uh, having just missed a call from my wife, um, perhaps uh, <laughs> perhaps we should draw this episode to a close here yeah. and uh, we can carry on the story uh, on another time. Great. Okay, so uh, notes for this can be found at thebusinessofproperty.com. See you next time.